In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and Y'all, what's good? Maestro Styles, here in the house, y'all. Yes, Welcome sir. to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Podcast. We're live on the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at barbershopspor2. Also, you can follow us on the Facebook page and on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, Trey Frazier, that's Maestro Styles. Maestro Styles is back after being under the weather. What up, man? I wasn't under the web, ain't even a word. I was fucked up. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, man. I hear you, um, you know. back, man. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's what's up, man. Um, I'm like, I've been sick for like four days. I'm not even 100%. So I'm coming into the podcast a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm at like, I'm at like 85 myself. But, mm-hmm. no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I see you got the world champion nationals. I see you rocking that. Mm-hmm. No True doubt. That. You know, it's time. No doubt. Yeah, no time. time. It's 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 time to uh, I, I guess say what they say, defend the crown, right? Yeah, it's time to remind them for real. I'm, I'm just out here reminding them. You know what I mean? All right, no doubt, no doubt. I ain't, I ain't mad. I'm, I'm mad my team wasn't there to face y'all. Other than that, you know. You got the blame. I know. But you know it's, it's crazy. So my team has been going through these injuries in camp, right? So Aaron Judge has like got this bad rib, right? So basically, he's not going to start the season. I think he's going to have to either get it removed, or he's got to you know get some other kind of surgery. So you know he ain't going to be around for the first you know few weeks of the season. And then a couple of our pitchers went down. In training camp, so now once again we got to rely on the backups on the Yankees. Yeah, kind of what we did last year. I haven't year. even 
I haven't even started to try to preview, you know, what we're doing, what we're looking like. I'm, you know, I'm kind of back to the same, same bullshit. I haven't heard anything. I mean, it sounds like y'all had yeah. a pretty good camp. No injuries or anything like that. I guess that's maybe one concern you would have if you, you know, going into the season is just making sure these guys don't get hurt. Right. But other other than that, man, uh, Yankees will be starting the season limping a little bit. But um, we, we got to show some love, man. Uh, the Maryland Terps got it done on the men's and the women's side, man. They win the Big Ten Conference. Yes, um, indeed. And, and granted, at least on the men's side, they tied with Wisconsin and Michigan State. But nonetheless, it's still, you know, uh, a conference title for the Terps. How does and, that even happen, though? Um, how does that happen? Um, I, I guess it's the rule. I mean, to me, I think you just give it to whoever's got the tiebreaker. Right. That's what I. That's what I figured. But apparently, they all three teams get the Big Ten Conference champion hats or whatever. I mean, I'll take the. I'll take the chip. I mean, I'll take it. It's going to be in. The, it's in the record books. Yeah, we the Big Ten champs, but uh, that don't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, if it was if it was up to me, whoever gets the tiebreaker between the three teams, um, should just you know, should be one person to celebrate that. But then it's one thing. It's one thing to have a a two team tie, a three team tie sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I tell you what though, um, Maryland did not have a good last four games. You know, coming down the stretch, because lost to Rutgers at Rutgers, which you know, probably should have been a win for them. And then I think they lost to Michigan by one point. And I think the only win they had in that four-game stretch was against Minnesota, which they kind of had to, you know, get a buzzer beater against them. So um, coming down the stretch, um, you know, they kind of got themselves to blame because they get at least one of those. They at least share that title by themselves. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you said, nonetheless, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. And as far as the ladies go, I know they're like a one seed in their own tournament right now. Right. So I got to tell you, I think, at least on both sides, I think the ceiling. Yeah, on both sides. Uh, the ceiling for both sides is winning the championship. And Go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the ceiling for me. I, I think. Anything short of a an elite eight appearance for the men is is kind of a disappointment. Like like at at, at the very least, if they lose, they got to lose in the elite eight. Yeah, you know, because it's I mean, I, I I'm not gonna pretend like I've watched every Terps game or really any of the other you know teams for that matter. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been really kind of a no dry year. Yeah, there's really nobody that's like, you know, dominant. Mm-hmm. You know, like Duke is having an off year. Um, North Carolina is really having an off year. Um, I don't even think North Carolina makes the tournament with their record. Um, right. And and then you got some of the other teams. Well, I guess Kansas. You know, you, you can never count Kansas. Yeah. They're, they're always in the mix, and they're probably going to be one seed when it's all said and done. But that Kansas team, I don't consider that team dominant. I yeah I don't pretend to have watched a lot of college basketball. Like I said, this, this I, I you know 
nobody stuck nobody stuck stuck out to me. You know what I'm saying? So yep. Yep. um, you know, when I glance and you know, I watch it for a couple of seconds, nobody really, you know I just haven't nobody's been be a reason to feel like I mean and even like when you talk about star athletes this year, like who who is it? Mm. Like no nobody, yeah, nobody's really sticking yeah. out to me. Nobody stands out, but I, I think when it and I said this last week, I think when it comes down to tournament time, and this is really more so a coaches league than anything, I think you're gonna start to see those coaches that have kind of been there, done that, start to really, you know, coach their teams up. Like Jay Wright, you know, he's gonna, you know, coach his team up at Villanova. Um the Duke coach, um, Coach K is going to do his thing. Bill Self's going to do his thing. Tom Izzo up at Michigan State. You know, the, the, the usual suspects mm-hmm. are, you know, going to, you know, kind of do that when it matters most. And as far as the Terps go, this is probably the best Terps team under Turgeon, um, probably since Turgeon's been there. I think this is, what, his eighth year there. And this is probably, to me, his best team, and this is probably the best shot to really go the distance. I hope so. And I mean, like I said, I'm not going to stand pretend I got a whole bunch of interesting takes, man. I know Merlin is there, and yep. they're higher than they normally are when they make these tournaments. Yep. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in into that more than any really anything else. And like, like I said, just nobody – Nobody's making any noise, man. No, nobody in college basketball is is making any noise this year. Um, you know, like obviously last year we was Zion and and Jalen on last year. Right. Um, yeah, early. yeah, but nobody, um, nobody's nobody's sticking out. And then if you think that they had that um, John Morant, I forget what school, but they had, um, upset in the first round. They weren't supposed to beat that team um, that first round last year, and they spanked them. Um, yeah, yeah. I just forget. I forget who what the school was, but um, so that that was kind of like where like he was balling up into the tournament, and then he balled and got him out of that first round, and then it was kind of like okay, now we know this that dude right now. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, so the Big Ten tournament tomorrow. I think the tournament is scheduled to be Friday night. I think they'll four seed in that whole, you know, bracket right there. So mm. whoever's going to, you know, win these next few games over the next few days, is that's going to be uh, the Terps opponent come Friday night. And then I think you got, you got two games Saturday, and then you've got the final one to determine who wins that tournament on Sunday. So so the Terps got a chance, man. And, and, and worst case, they can't be no more than a four seed. When I mean, when the real tournament starts, yeah. I don't see any load in a seat at this point. Right. So, so um, I guess we could talk about the Brooklyn Nets letting go of their coach. So, uh, like, so surprisingly, on a Saturday morning. On Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. What? What? So, what? What you think about that? I mean, I don't know much about. But I mean, is they didn't, they didn't want. There's some type of Kyrie don't like them or. He don't like Kyrie or whatever it is. I mean, I don't believe I can't really take it to be nothing more than what was reported. Um, it was reports that that they weren't going to mesh and that that they wanted that Kyrie 
wanted Ty Lue anyway. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. Ty Lue was a candidate for this job, by the way. Yeah. Along with uh, Mark Jackson. I've heard Greg Popovich's name being mentioned because the <coughs> GM, Sean Marks, used to work with Popovich back in San Antonio. But I got to tell you, man, this was like, this just kind of came out of left field. What's interesting is is that the Nets last week had sort of this interesting week, right? So um, when we did the show, I guess it's a couple weeks ago, the last time you were on, um, the Nets and the Celtics game was on. And I was as we were doing the show, I was kind of paying attention to the score, and the Nets were down by like 16, 17 points for like a majority of the game. And then the next morning, you kind of find out, um, Karis LeVert just was just went unconscious went, um, in like the fourth yeah. quarter. I think yeah. he dropped fifty one points or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it went into overtime, and the Nets, you know, got a win in Boston. And then that same day, um, or I should say, the day after that, they come home to face the Grizzlies, and they get smoked by the Grizzlies. It was like one eighteen to like eighty something. You know, just just kind of a letdown after, you know, an emotional win like that. And then a couple nights later, they're in San Antonio. They beat the Spurs. And so they kind of had this, like, roller coaster week. And then after the Spurs game Saturday morning, you know, I'm, I'm checking my Twitter something. And I see that um, they let Kenny Atkinson go. So my first thought about it was um, Kevin Durant. And it, and it does kind of sound silly that KD may have had something to do with this because he hasn't played a game yet and he hasn't played under Atkinson yet. But in my eyes, make no mistake about it, this is Kevin Durant's basketball team. <coughs> you know, whether people like it or not, you know, Kevin Durant's going to get what he wants. Well, like I said, the reports that I read was is that him, that Kyrie didn't want him to be there anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the reports that I read, it had nothing to do with KD. It was Kyrie saying that, um, you know, they didn't feel – I'm sorry, let me take that back. It was Kenny Atkinson saying, actually, that okay. he didn't feel like that him and Kyrie were going to be – was a good match, you know, okay. even coming into the season. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what happened, you know, at this point, like, why now, you know what I'm saying, but – Mm-hmm. Shortly, I mean, shortly after that it happened, um, it was definitely reports about how, you know, they didn't really think that it was going to work out anyway and that it was uh, uh, mutual ways, if you will. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, that does make sense because Kyrie has played some games this year. So Kyrie would know a lot more than Kevin Durant would. But... I think in, in, you know, other people's eyes, um, they look at the situation and they say, this team was not destined to do anything this year, even before the season started. We knew that Grant was going to be rehabbing from the Achilles, and we knew that Kyrie Irving at least would be the, the main guy this year. So the expectations were pretty low, and then there's this up and down thing with Kyrie in terms of injuries, and um, he only played 20 games this year. Mm. So when you say there wasn't expectations, you mean there weren't championship expectations? They weren't. Yes, that's what that's what I mean. There weren't. Okay. There weren't championship expectations. This year. I'm about to say they were playoff team without him. So 
no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and they played team ball real well last year. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't know. I, I, that just kind of, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I, and after thinking about it for a while, I've come to the conclusion that um, Kevin Durant combined with Kyrie Irving, they want to get a championship in here. Now, Atkinson has done a good job developing players, and I think, you know, part of the reason why Durant and Kyrie came to Brooklyn was because they saw the potential with the squad they had last year. And so now, you know, when you kind of see it around the league, I mean, you, I mean, I could throw examples of teams being put together under certain coaches, and then that coach is unable to get it done, and then they get somebody else to kind of, you know, take them over the top. You know, Mark Jackson, you know, was an example in Golden State. Kerr takes over. Then you got Van Gundy in Miami, and then Pat Riley takes over. They win the chip. Um, in Toronto, Dwayne Casey, you know, gets fired. Nick Nurse comes in, and then, you know, they win a title. So I, I, I could point to many examples of that. And if things go right for the Nets, it sounds like this is sort of the same thing that's going to be transpiring here. So you think this this was a um, a championship play, like for them saying, "Um, that championship caliber coach." Yeah, I I think this was. Hey, we've watched you make adjustments through these games, and you've blown some games this year. And we're just saying, hey, we're not sure that you're going to be the guy when, you know, when you got KB and Kyrie on this roster fully healthy. When it comes to these in-game adjustments and, um, you know, fourth quarter leads and um, drawing up plays and things like that. Um, there were some weaknesses with Kenny Atkinson. Um, I've, I've watched a couple of Nets games and they've blown some leads that they you know, should have, you know, capitalized on. So. I'm thinking maybe they saw that and they said, you know what, we're not going to win a title if, you know, this guy's going to make this adjustment, you know, call this at the end of the game. We we, we got to go a different direction. So, <coughs> mm. but, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I, I think, I think Kyrie Irving just don't want that. Or, or he don't want, or he don't want to deal with Kyrie Irving. However, whatever yeah. that was, that report that I read on Beach Report, whoever got, whoever got an issue with who, um, I, I think they again. I, I just can't put my finger on why it was done Saturday, yep. but I, I think it was more that than anything. I, I, you know, because I think because I would think um, Sean Marks, um, you know, of obviously, you know, Spurs, you know, Spurs fame, um, would give that would at least give that type of young new coach the opportunity to prove himself wrong. Yep. Then, um, you know, with the full roster in effect, then just out of nowhere, um, let my go. Like, I, I, I gotta believe that something happened behind the scenes, yep. um, where they mutually parted ways because, you know, like I said, because it was because of Kyrie or Kyrie don't like him and he don't like Kyrie, but I gotta feel like something came to a head, um, you know, over the past week and yep. they decided, you know what, this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Now, if they would have waited until the season to let him go, then I wouldn't have had no problem with that either. I, I mean, I guess in this instance, at least it gives the front office a chance to figure out, you know, what direction they want to go. 
I mean, yeah. like we, we we talked about, you know, there's options out there. Mark Jackson, um, you know, Greg Popovich is being thrown out there. Ty Lue is being thrown out there. Um, I mean, when it when it comes to a championship coach, and not to say that Mark Jackson is a championship coach because he hasn't won a title, but, um, I know that from his time in Golden State, he definitely commanded respect from those players. So I think in that instance, I think it could work under Mark Jackson. Um, I lose a championship coach, and like I said, um, it's reports that Kyrie wants Tyloo. That's the report that and I'm, I'm only basing off the reports that I've read. So obviously, you know, it's spe- spectating. Yep. But I think uh, I think this was a play to get somebody that Kyrie's familiar with. Right. Um, so brought, Maestro, so under that determination, do you believe this is Kyrie's team and not Kevin Durant's team? Um, no, I think that. Kyrie Irving want who he wanted and Kevin Durant's just cool with Tyloo. I don't think he got no connection to Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, no, I mean, none of those guys do. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. So, I don't, so it's not like, it's not a situation where it's, it's not so much a Kyrie team over KD's team. It's mm-hmm. more about Kyrie having a grievance and KD just not having a grievance. Sure. And, and, that, and that makes sense because um, Durant hasn't played in the uniform yet. You know, Kyrie yeah. has. So, yeah. I mean, that I just, definitely yeah. makes sense from that standpoint. And at bare minimum, you, and at bare minimum, you got to imagine that KD um, is respecting Tyloo off the strength. He is a championship coach. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. however you feel like he got it, um, he is on his resume. He's a coach with a rank. No, no, no question about it. No, 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 no question. And um, it's just and none of those none of those other candidates outside of Greg Popovich, who I don't really believe is coming to Brooklyn, um, has that. Yeah, I don't believe it either. Now, the, I guess the narrative with that is that he wants to leave the team with either Duncan, who, by the way, did coach on the sideline for the first time because um, Pop had some kind of personal thing, so we didn't coach mm-hmm. one of those games last week, but. He it said like he ain't coach. coach. He said Becky did all the coaching. Right, right. So, so it sounds to me like if, if the narrative is that Greg Popovich wants to leave the team with, let's say, Becky Hammond, I mean that would be a great power move on his side. Um, I still doubt that he would leave the Spurs just to come to Brooklyn and you know try to you know cap off a title there. I, I just have a hard time believing that. Me too. Yeah. Um I and in regards to Kenny Atkinson, um, he's gonna be highly regarded come the off season when, you know, some of these bad teams get rid of their coaches and you know, uh, he he's gonna be in high demand. I wouldn't mind it if my Knicks went after Kenny Atkinson, to be honest with you. I don't know why you would do that to Kenny Atkinson. You say why would I do that? To Kenny Atkinson. Well, I mean Kenny Atkinson went to a situation similar uh, to the Knicks a few years ago when the Nets didn't have draft picks and, you know, you know, then Witty comes along and LeBert comes along and, he, you know, he developed these guys and, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you know, comes over in a trade and D'Angelo Russell is like the candidate for, you know, most improved player. So at least what we know with Kenny Atkinson is, is that he's pretty good at, um, Putting teams together, developing um, talent, and assuming, that's just what the Knicks that, 
this office is going to let him do what he do. That That's a fact. I, I, I can't argue that. I, I can't argue that, but God knows the Knicks need somebody. Yeah, I wouldn't do it to Kenny Atkinson, man. I, God, I would. Some, some. I don't know. It's. I don't know what's got to happen in y'all front office. Um, cause Dolan obviously ain't going to sell the team. Um, nope. I don't know what's got to happen, but something's got to happen. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish the Knicks on nobody. I wouldn't wish the Knicks on wish the Knicks on anybody at this time. I need to wish him on somebody. Somebody, I mean, Spike Lee could coach the team. I mean, somebody. My God, <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on nobody. I, oh my God, um, I heard, I heard, uh, I heard ticket sales went down the next game since uh, Spike Lee uh, first taken you. Mm-hmm. So there was an interesting story about the next game after that whole incident happened. So, um. Stephen A. made it a point to point out for a first take that there were more African-Americans at the garden, you know, on the, you know, floor seats than more so than, you know, any other time. And I don't know if he was saying that to say that those celebrities, those black celebrities were trying to make a statement or not. But I, I just thought that that was interesting, one. And the two... I know Oakley came out and was like, um, the league needs to step in and, you know, do something with the Knicks. Basically, Oakley, basically Oakley saying that the league needs to pull, a, you know, a Donald Sterling. And, and you know, right. the way they got Donald Sterling up out of the Clippers, they need to get James Dolan up out of, out of the Knicks. Um, oh, what I, is Diviano, man? Um, well, you know, it's funny, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of been my like wish list, like just for the Knicks to get better years ago, when you could just you know get get some broad up in the office and try to get Dolan to say something racist or something crazy like that. Um, Problem is, is that he ain't racist. That's the yeah yeah, that's the thing. But I think Oakley put out there in the media that like he's you know ex- ex- he's expressed some kind of like racism you know, towards mm-hmm. some people. And I and I think that was Oakley's ploy to try to get the league to get him up out of there. Yeah. You know, now, do I think something like that's going to happen where the league steps in and, you know, did to the Knicks what they did to the Clippers? No, they're, they're not going to do it. And, and, and here's why I, I believe they're not going to do it. Um... The Sacramento Kings. When when the last time the Sacramento Kings was good? Mike Bibby and Bobby yeah. Jackson and Chris Webber, right? It's a, long, it's a long ass time ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time the Minnesota Timberwolves were good? Minus the one year a couple years ago. That the Trail Sprewell, Troy Hudson, yep. Kevin Garnett, yep. that Wiley Zerbiak, that whoever year that was. Yeah, a long time ago, right? Long mm-hmm. ass time ago. So, I think the the league stepping in to get rid of Dolan would, for to me, in my opinion, would set a bad precedent around the league because it would now open the door for someone like the Sacramento Kings or a uh, Minnesota Timberwolves to say, "Hey, you you gonna help the big market team out over there?" 
What about well, us? Well, nah, the NBA... We've we, we, we been bad, if, too. If the NBA was going to get the Knicks out of there or get Dolan out of there, it wouldn't have been based on performance, though. It would have been based on... I mean, to to what I think I hear you saying about Oakley and his thing, right? It would be based, it wouldn't be based on the fact that they a trash team. It would be based on the fact that James Dolan is doing something unethical, unethical enough to get Donald Sterling. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I agree with you. If if they're basing it off of that, but yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't yeah. Obviously, you're not going to step in for ineptitude. I mean, if that was the case. It'd be a, a few teams who have been bad for, like, you know, like the Kings, like you said, Timberwolves. Um, there's been a few teams that have been bad yep. uh, for and a long enough point. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I said, it wasn't based on that. It wouldn't be based on that if it was New York because with while the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings are trash, um, their their owner per se um, has done owners haven't done trash things like. Um, give give Spike Lee a hard time. Your biggest, you know, patron, probably your biggest patron in the past twenty years. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't give him. They wouldn't be giving him a hard time if the Sacramento right. Kings have somebody who put that kind of money into their organization. They're not going to be sitting there giving them a hard time about uh, going into the same door they've been going in for twenty years. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like they, like Kings wouldn't do that to Chris Webber. Yeah, I can't it, imagine. I can't imagine any organization would do that to any type of a patron who has put put in three hundred, you know, estimated three hundred thousand dollars a year for twenty years. I can't imagine somebody doing that to somebody to an organization doing that to a patron like that. Yeah, right. It's only James Dolan. Yeah, no question. No question, it's 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 all it's all James Dolan. Um, but in order for the league to step in, they would have to suspect some foul play, um, something you know maybe not similar to Donald Sterling, but if it's like unethical, um, something that at least um a majority of the fan base gets riled up over, and the league has to address it just to kind of calm the noise. Then I could, I could see the league stepping in. I mean, I kind of wish I kind of wish this spicy thing grew more legs than it than it did, um, because if you've been doing it for twenty years, yep. and now you're giving this to me, all of a sudden giving me a hard time about it. Um, I mean, there there could be some foul play involved. It just seems like nobody's taking that angle. I guess. Yeah, I guess the angle that was taken was so. So check this out, right? So that was the game against the Rockets, yeah. um, which we beat the Rockets, I think, by two points that night. Um, Leon Rose announced himself as the new vice president of basketball operations the day before. Didn't do a press conference, but basically kind of put in a letter to fans and to the rest of the league that, you know, he's the new guy. He's going to be doing this. And, you know, there's the pressure for that. Um, all of that got overshadowed by what happened to Spike that night. Of, Is that you know, normal Rodgers. behavior, by the way? What's up? Is that normal behavior for Leon Rose to be getting such a prestigious uh, title in the Knicks organization and y'all not even have a press conference? Is that normal behavior in an organization? It is not, it's not normal. I don't think it's normal. I, me personally, I expected to see Leon Rose in front of a microphone on TV doing press conference. 
That was my mm. expectation. And the fact that they do it tells me two things. Either he just wanted to just kind of just lay low and maybe not, you know, because, you know, the saying is talk is cheap. Let's just try to get the work done. So maybe he had that attitude. Or maybe he just wanted to do some, you know, something something different. That, That's you stupid. Know, so it, was, it is what it is. It That's is what it, it is what it is. And I, I don't disagree with you. It's just that that was my reaction at the time. I, I expected him to do a conference like normal teams do when, when you bring somebody new aboard. So, of this um, caliber. What's up? It's not like he, it's the, of this caliber. It's not like he getting a fucking uh, equipment manager job. He's the vice president of your team. You, didn't, you don't think that he should, you know, speak to the people? Yeah, he definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think he should have. I thought he should have spoke, but apparently they don't think so. So, yeah. um, but but all that got overshadowed by what happened with Spike Lee that night, and and I thought that, and I said, hold on, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but do you think they didn't do a presser because of what happened with Spike? Lee? Because of what? Because of, because of what hype? What happened with Spike? Lee? Well, remember, um, he was announced before the Spike thing happened. Right, like the, same, but like, the, like he, the same day he put out the letter was supposed to be the same day everyone expected the press conference. Got you. He put the letter out that day. Right, right. So okay. that was supposed okay. to happen before you know the incident happened. But Got you. my point was was that all of that you know with Rockets you know losing to us combined with getting our new vice president, all of that got overshadowed by you know what happened despite that night. And I thought this thing could have been. You know, rectified a little bit better, man. Like, if, like if you're gonna, and I, I believe Spike Lee, and and I know people that you know look at Spike and say, oh, this guy was you know looking for preferential treatment. This guy was like, oh, do you know who I am? Well, you damn right, Spike deserves to say, do you know who I am? I, yep. I didn't, I didn't spend ten million dollars over the course of my fandom to you niggas. Like, yeah. You, yeah, you're damn right I'm going to say, do you know who I am? Yeah. So and in I'm my excited. eyes, he deserves that respect. And but, if nobody told him about the, the, you know, you can't use that entrance anymore. Yep. Yeah, I would be pissed. And I'd be entitled. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. But I, I, I think this, what should have happened to me, um, well, first of all, if you're going to change things, and I don't know if this was because... <laughs> um, you know, the new vice president came in and maybe wanted to change some things. I know that's like one narrative that was floating out there. Um, if that was the case, and really, even if it wasn't the case, if you're security and you know Spike Lee is, like, don't, I don't care if you're one day on the job new. I don't care if you've been on the job 20 years. You know who Spike Lee is. And if you, if you want Spike Lee to use a different entrance, here's how I put it. Hey Spike, man, we appreciate you every night, man. But um, you know, you're gonna come through this entrance um, tonight, and just know in the future we're gonna need you to take an entrance right on 31st Street instead of 33rd Street. Now, if that would have happened, then that would have just you know capped everything. There would have been no issue. You wouldn't have seen Spike Lee. You wouldn't have seen the first day the next day. Um, right. You know, you wouldn't have seen none of that if they would have just rectified it right then and there. But you're not going to scan the guy's ticket and then make the guy walk back downstairs outside around the corner 
to another entrance because you you know you and I we've been to sporting events and every time they scan your ticket if you leave that building you're not getting back in right so and and Spike said hey they scanned my ticket so why are you sending me back outside yeah so yeah uh, just another uh, another one of those nicknames man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't want to put that those types of uh, blunders and that culture on Kenny Atkinson, though. Just to close the put a bundle on the conversation. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put. I wouldn't wish that on Kenny Atkinson or really anybody. Something major is going to have to happen in 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 the Knicks organization. I don't know yeah. what it's going to be, but it's going to have to happen. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Both New York teams looking for a coach now. Mm. So, um, are you done with basketball? Um, no, I did want to give a shout out to uh, JB Bickerstaff, um, who got the interim tag lifted off of him um, down in Cleveland. So he's yeah. got like a multi-year deal. Um, you know, good good for that brother. And I gotta say, this is probably one of the um, more positive moves that the Cavaliers have made in the last few years. So I can't I can't criticize the Cavs just yet. You know, I, I, I think this is a good move. You got an interim coach yeah. and 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 Bicker, and Bickerstaff has been interim like he interim in Memphis when they let what's the uh, name um, um, Can't recall. When they yeah, when they let um that white that white guy, uh Jaeger, when they left when they let Jaeger, Jaeger mm-hmm. go, he was um no. he was interim for the rest of that year and then they wouldn't bring him back. So it's nice yeah. to see a guy finally get his chance to, you know, be a head coach. So shout out to him. Yeah, got a question. What up? Um, are you ready to um? Look, man, I hate I hate that it's come to this, and I don't. And and John Morant is my maestro personal rookie of the year. Yep, they're gonna give Desire. Mm, regardless of what happens down the stretch, um, I, I I'm starting to feel that way. I, unless they, unless unless uh, Pelicans fall down to twelve, and they're you know they're at nine right now. Okay. Unless they fall down to twelve, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't even see a John Moran highlight on Sports Center anymore. Okay, okay. I mean. Um, All I'm saying is Zion Williamson. Zion hit. You would think you would think they was in they was in the top four of the West. Yeah, I mean they got a squad. I mean, let let Zion had been there, they they would be the AFC in my opinion. Yeah, I think I I think the Pelicans got too much talent. I mean, to be where they're at now, but we we understand why they're ninth in the West because Zion missed you know, a couple of months of games. Um, so, yeah, there's no question that, you know, I think the team is good. I just think they, you know, with, without having Zion, um, they're in a the position that they're in. Now, um, Memphis, with Memphis, Memphis being the surprise, um, everybody's been saying they got the toughest schedule down the stretch. Down the stretch, the Pelicans, yep. get, the Pelicans got an easier schedule down the stretch. Um, I look at the standings, and the Pelicans are four games back. Um, mm-hmm. I know they lost a couple games, and I know the Grizzlies have um, 
Grizzlies won a, a couple games, you know, recently. So, um, I don't know if that's the Grizzlies responding to, you know, the naysayers or not. But I'm just looking at media coverage. I'm looking mm. at highlights. Looking at the fact that um, it, Zion Williamson is a highlight reel. Yeah. Um, the the coverage that was once on John Morant, you don't see it anymore, man. You just don't see it. No. They, um, do you think that? It, do you think that that's by design? I do. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. I think it's by media design that <laughs> you want their number one draft pick to win rookie of the year. Okay. No, I I, I can't argue with that. Um, because I don't I don't believe that John Morant isn't giving you highlight. You have in like seventeen and seven right now, and those aren't bad numbers. No, um, not at all. Um, it's just, it's just quiet. It's just so quiet now. It's just yeah. so quiet. Like I, I can't well, think of the I'm, last and, time and, I saw. And I'm not sure that it's quiet because I don't watch the Grizzlies at night. So, I, but I, I anytime, can't. but in the beginning of this, at the beginning of the season, yep. when you turned on ESPN, there yep. you were seeing highlights of John Morant dunking on somebody. When you scroll through your Instagram, you were seeing it. All season until Zion Williamson got healthy, of course. and when he's, you don't see it anymore. You don't see John Moran on your timeline anymore. And and like you said, you believe <coughs> it, you believe it's by design. Yeah, it's by design, I, man. I, I I can't I can't argue with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we made the statement a couple of weeks ago. The the media and people all around the NBA they want Zion Williamson to win Rookie of the Year. Hell, they want the Pelicans to get the number eight seed so that they yeah. can be LeBron versus Zion. That's Facts. what the that's what the league wants. That's what fans want. That's what the media wants. No, no argument whatsoever. Um, John Morant's still my rookie of the year. He's mine, but he's not going to win it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I'm still going to say if the Grizzlies make the playoffs. That John Morant's gonna win Rookie of the Year. I'll, I'll, I'll still stand by that, and we'll we'll just see what happens down the stretch. Sure, sure. I hope I'm wrong. I'm just I just don't think they're gonna give it to him. To mm. the top. No, I mean that that's interesting take though. I mean, you, you haven't seen a lot of highlights from Ja, and it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not, you know, doing spectacular things. It could be like you said, it could just by design that, you know, they they really Zion you know, win this thing. And they're airing more of their games nationally, too. Yeah. You notice that, too. I mean, I, I think that is, you know, when they knew, you know, he was going to the Pelicans, all right, we need some Pelicans games. I understood that as far as television. But right. um, but this is this, this, the way he's being covered right now, it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. They, 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 they want that one eight matchup. They want LeBron versus Zion, bro. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of days ago, I texted you the Ben Gordon article. Yeah, and um, you said you read it, and I and I, I'm kind of late on this because I read this article maybe two, three weeks ago, and I meant to bring it up a couple of weeks, three weeks ago, and I, I just forgot to do so. So, you know, based on what you read, I just want to get your thoughts on you know, Mr. Ben Gordon and what he had to say about, you know, mental illness and all that. Um, well, first and foremost, um, it was a good read. Um, 
just right around the type of that I can handle and retain some information. Um, look, uh, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad he got help. I'm glad he was able to, you know, you know how the, you know how his journey went from, uh, you know, his his. I, I guess the the old marching theme is is that I had a problem and I it took and he just outlined his journey to what it took him to realize oh shit I need to, or not even to realize for the because he didn't realize that they made him go get help and then when he got help he realized oh shit this is what I needed. Yeah. To uh, get right. You know what I'm saying? So yep. Ben Gordon was a uh, former UConn player, former NBA player. Um, I played for Chicago, I want to say, the majority of played the for the season, Played for the Bulls the majority of the career. Played with the Magic, and I think he played one year with Charlotte. Okay, but but the majority was Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Um, and basically, he went on to saying, um, you know, that basically all his life, all of the uh, underlying mental issues that he was having, he was able to channel those those energies into playing basketball. And he became an obsessive basketball, basketball player. And when he realized, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I'm not going to be playing basketball, he didn't have a way to channel those thoughts and, you know, those energies that he was having. And um, he was like, well... I mean, he said, if I remember the article and I'm quoting it correctly, it started with all this, these cr- kind of crazy thoughts started from one overarching, overarching thought that if God created or who created God, and I guess there came the uh, the the influx of different thoughts and yeah, and and then it got to the point, um, you know, I guess that one little thought became millions and millions and millions of thoughts. I mean, the overarching theme was on a loop mm-hmm. um, where he just had all these different thoughts. And, right. Um, and not really no I, answers to the thoughts or any conclusions to or no, the thoughts he was or, having. Yeah. Or more than that, no focus to even try and gain answers because with one question came another. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so many things mentally that was happening in his mind and he had no way to uh, channel that that nervous energy or that angry energy, <clears throat> excuse me, or those types of things that he was having. Um, I, I for me again, um, I'm I'm glad that he was able to share it. And I don't know how many of these player tribune stories happen where a guy just is free to express his thoughts and where he was in his journey to where he got, you know, currently writing the article. But um, mm-hmm. one, I would encourage that, um, and two. Uh, I would gather that if this story, um, you know, gains any steam and didn't seem like it's going to based on you saying it was got it two weeks ago, I mm-hmm. mean, players, this is social media, man. This is, that's what, I think a lot of what he did in that Player Tribune, Tribune article is when, when you see a random tweet or a random Instagram post that's out of pocket from athletes, it's dope. That's, that job be their therapy. Mm-hmm. That'd be the way they get those, you know, they channel those little energies about, you know, shit they be going through off the court. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that it, it rang to me that that's why players probably do some of the stuff that they do. I mean, really much like human, like, you know, non-athletes, much like the, uh, I'm not a big, uh, I, I'm not a big, you know, post my inner thoughts on social media, mm-hmm. but I know people who are, and I can see that maybe 
that's how they get it out. You know, they get it off their system by just throwing it on the internet. Yep. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this if uh, this happens a little bit more. Um, like I said, I didn't know the story was that old. I didn't bother to look at the date, but um, mm-hmm. but uh, so because immediately after I read the article, I went looking to make sure to see if he was trending or you know was this something that was a big deal, you know, as far as how the internet picked it up, and it wasn't. So, okay. uh, but I would encourage. I encourage anybody um, who hadn't read the article. Um, it's on the playerstribune.com is where it was. Yes. Yep. But definitely, it was. It's good to hear. Um, I mean, not even just Ben Gordon. I mean, it's a lot of players that you know. You kind of wonder what happened. Where they? Where are they? You know, where they at? Yeah. You know that kind. That kind of thing. I, I like right off the top of my head. Where's Rip Hamilton? Um. Well. Let me answer that question before I get into my thoughts about, you yeah. know, what I read from the article. Um, Rip Hamilton actually was doing some NBA commentary for, I think it's like CBSSports.com okay. or something like that. So Rip Hamilton, I think, you know, based on what I've seen from him, looks to be in a good space. So so we... It, so but I, it does, but it does, not to cut, I'm sorry, it does kind of make you think about... Um, where you know certain players are like now I'm sitting here just really freestyling in my mind like where's Mookie Blaylock you know what I'm saying like I it's mm-hmm. like, I it's like you kind of wonder now that you know I'm that I was thinking about you know his story right. I wonder how many NBA players who are retired and had you know he had a decent career mm-hmm. um how many where are those guys at now what are they doing are um you know guys who put in their entire life you know, I guess, obsessed and dedicated to this sport mm-hmm. uh, when they are gone and when they're no longer needed in the NBA, where, where do they go? And everybody ain't becoming broadcasters. I'll give you another name. Where's LaFonso Wellis? Yeah. And I have an answer to that because LaFonso Wellis is on ESPN, I believe. But I mean specifically people where I don't know where what they're doing sure, or where they're sure. at. But I, I think someone without knowing that's a good question about LaFonso Wellis because I forgot about LaFonso Wellis before I saw him one day on television maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, kind of get to the article and when I first saw the link to it on Twitter, I had completely forgot that Ben Gordon even existed. Right. You know, it took me back to I remember this epic playoff series they had against the Celtics. It was like it was it was a seven game series in the first round, and I think they broke a record for like um, six overtime periods in one series, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. As a matter of fact, it was Derrick Rose's um, rookie year that they were in that series together, and I kind of vaguely remember that Bulls team in particular, Brad Miller. Ben Gordon, Derek Rose, um, Joaquin Noah, mm-hmm. um, Taj Gibson, you know, that um, Kirk Heinrich, you know, yeah. I, I, I kind of remember that crew of of players, you know, about 10 years ago now, it seems like. But I think what got me from the article was how he talked about how, and I, and I, I didn't know he was from New York uh, or that he lived in New York, you know, for a long period of time. But he talked about how 
he would just go up on the rooftop and just walk around the edge and just kind of have this thought that, like, I could just end it right now. Like, I'm walking around this edge, you know, with these thoughts, and I could really, I could literally just, you know, call it quits, like, right, like, right this second. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the other part where he talked about for about 40 days, um, he just had thoughts of suicide. And, you know, it, it made me think back to, um, you know, some of the mental health, you know, issues that, you know, we as a society can, you know, talk about. And I like how he, I like how he phrased it. And, 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 I, and I believe as he was doing the article, he was talking to the players. He was talking to um, retired players. He was talking to players that are currently playing in the league right now. And he just came out and said, hey, look, it's, it's okay to have mental, you know, illnesses. It's okay to, you know, go through, you know, the things that you're going through. And then he found out, you know, therapists, like, you know, what, what, what the hell I need a therapist for? Like, I don't need help with this stuff. And then as it got to the end, he talked about how, you know what, it's all right to get help. It's, it, it's okay at the end of the day, you know, to kind of understand why the thoughts take place, how come I don't get results to my thoughts from time to time, and why I go through this, why I go through that. So so I, I, I thought all that was, you know, pretty interesting, but um, reading that, I, I just had flashbacks of, you know, not not really so much his career, but just that particular series against Boston that year. I mean, he, he, he was pretty big for them um, that year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's what I got out of it. And I and I commend him. I, I give him a round of applause for you know, yeah. putting that out there. And, you know, not to, you know, deep digging deeper into the conversation, but it did also make me think about what Kevin Love wrote years ago. Um, I think it was the Players' Tribune or a commercial or something, but he talked about how he deals with mental illness. I think DeMar DeRozan came out in an article and talked about how he deals with it as well. And so, you know, the Ben Gordon thing, this is not the first time we've seen players come out and, you know, kind of admit that, and maybe not to the level that Ben Gordon, you know, took it. Right. But... You know, we've seen players in the past, you know, have conversations about what they go through. And I like how that's kind of setting the example for anybody that's in the league currently or anybody that's retired, you know, to possibly think about, you know what, let me just put this out on social media. Let me put this out on paper. Let's, you know, let me get a reaction and, you know, we could, you know, start a dialogue. So right. I, I commend those brothers for doing that. Right. So, uh, Maya Moore. Yes, sir. Maya Moore uh, has been on a two-year WNBA hiatus um, fighting the good fight. Yep. And uh, just recently, I, 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 I'm hoping you remember this this uh, guy who was just released um, from a well, he has been serving his 22nd year of a 50-year sentence. Uh, so, for... so not to off, um, the gentleman's name is Jonathan Irons. Served mm-hmm. 22 years of a 50-year sentence for convictions for burglary and assault. Yeah, 
So, uh, first of all, um, great, you know, congratulations. The only question that I was questions that I was left with is is that why she left, she uh, she left the NBA to get this guy out of jail? A um, WNBA, I'm sorry. Um, originally, when she first announced she wasn't coming back to play for a while, the reason that she gave, and if I remember correctly, because I remember kind of breaking this on the right. podcast when she did it was that she was working in some kind of ministry, um, I guess in relation to a church or religion or something like something of that nature. Right. Um, I don't recall um, criminal reform as a part of that reasoning, but I guess as the months and years, you know, passed over, these were some of the things that, you know, she got herself involved with. And I think it's a great thing, you know, not yeah. just this brother, but... God knows many other brothers locked up that, you know, are in Should there for crimes they didn't commit. I just wonder how this story of the Irons got to her wheelhouse and or or was this like was this was this intentional or was this just a name that popped up or what was the relation between this story that struck her that she was like, you know, I need to help this man. I always wonder that. Even when um, you talk about uh, Kim Kardashian and Satoya Brown, and that was the like, example I was thinking about. I yeah. always, I, I wonder why that guy or why that girl, or you know, what I'm saying, I just, I, just, you know, what I'm saying, it, you know, and I was hoping that it was going to give me a reason in the article that you sent me. But I, I, you know, let me be very happy for congratulations. Um, you know, I, I love to see uh, wrongs righted. Him, I always, you know, I always, you know, in the back of my mind, kind of wonder why him yeah. or her. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, whatever answer she gives, you know, I, I I'm fine with it. with it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no right or wrong question. Absolutely not. For certain. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the connection is, man. Um. You know, things like this are always swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? So when an athlete herself brings it to light, then, you know, we, we got to commend that, and we're definitely doing that. Um, I'm interested to see now how many more, and, and I'm sure there's a lot more of these cases to where guys are in jail for things they didn't commit, right. and I wonder how many more of these instances Maya Moore is looking to go after. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, if I mean, if this is something like if this is her calling, then I don't expect her back in the WBA at all. Uh, thirty years old. I mean, I, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hall of Famer. All the all the Connecticut, <laughs> yeah, all the Connecticut success, like you know, yeah, Hall of Famer, gold medals. Yeah, yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer for certain. I mean, I don't, that ain't that ain't you know she Hall of Famer now. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, look, if this is her calling, man, I I would advise her. Hey, you you ain't got to come back and play ball if you don't want to. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fine with you. You know, letting brothers free or helping brothers, you know, get free and and that part. I think we got to put this part out there also. Also. 
legal system see, you know, their mistakes. Because obviously mistakes were made when these guys were convicted. You know, whether it's the jury, judges, lawyers, whether it's any of those legal representatives, um, making them understand that a mistake was made um, has to be put to the forefront. Well, I don't. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh-huh. Uh The the case was thrown. The or or he the the ruling was changed because when they had tried to appeal, the guy couldn't appeal. The guy who was a witness, the officer, whoever it was, yep. had died of an illness or something of that effect. So you know, or was he thrown in jail? Do you know due to the dude not being able to testify back, you know, twenty two years ago? Right. Yeah. I that part I don't remember in the article. Um, I mean, I know they spoke on it. I know they spoke on it. I mm-hmm. just can't recall if that was the reason why they let him out because the guy who was involved, the officer, I guess, it was the arresting officer, whoever it was that was involved, um, couldn't testify because he was dead. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was something. I mean, I'm a, you know now now I feel bad for not remembering exactly what happened, but um right right. But yeah, I, I, I got the article in front of me right now. It's just, it's just I'm trying to skim through it and you know trying to listen to you at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, nonetheless, nonetheless, we ain't gotta um we ain't gotta go there per se. Nonetheless, congratulations to Jeremy Irons. Um, and you know, good luck in your uh, introduction back into society for yep. certain. Jonathan Irons. Jonathan Irons. I'm sorry. Why? Jeremy Irons is an actor. That's why I keep saying it. Jeremy. Jonathan oh. Irons. Okay. Yeah, you about to make me find out who Jeremy Irons is now. Uh, some white dude, but just oh. the Irons thing. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Maya Moore, and shout out to uh, Jonathan Irons um, for that. Um, can we get into some NFL? And yeah, I, man. I, Why is he tripping, man? Uh, he he who? Dak. Um. Hmm. Okay. So I did hear something. What today? Right. He turned down an offer. The is understanding that the is that he turned down a uh, hundred and five million guaranteed, thirty three a year. 33 million a year. I don't know the term. I don't know the the number of years that was on the contract. Right. Somebody was saying to me, and um, they didn't confirm that if this was the case. Somebody was saying to me that it was a six year deal, mm. and that was his problem with the um, with the contract that it was six years. Oh, um, okay. But um, okay, yeah, he wants stability. Well, no, I'm saying he didn't want it to be that long. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't want it to be six years hmm. because he wanted to be able uh, because we we know gonna we we know what's going to happen in two years. I mean, yep. when when it's time for Mahomes to get bread, Mahomes is going to reset the market again. Right. So right, that going one in on that. Mm-hmm. So right now, his comparables right now are Carson Wentz, right? Because mm-hmm. he got a contract. Um, Jared Goff got an extension, right? Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what other quarterback got his money. I can't think of another one. But you, if you're looking at, if you're looking Russell at those Wilson. guys, Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. Um, and and who's the who's the highest paid of those three right now? Russell, Russell Wilson. Is yeah. Russell Wilson? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 
if, if 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 Dak is basing this on Russell Wilson, then he's probably not gonna get, you know, the money he wants comparable to Russell Wilson. Now, well, I know on a yearly basis, Russell Wilson is getting thirty five, Ben Roethlisberger is getting thirty four, mm-hmm. and uh, had you know have Dak. I, I I think Carson Wentz is getting like thirty three. You know, something similar. To okay. what I mean, something very similar to what Dak was being offered. Um, I think the only the only thing, and I heard Stephen A. Uh, briefly talking about it today, is that um, Carson Wentz got 108 guaranteed, mm-hmm. and they they offered Dak 105 guaranteed. Okay. I know Jared Goff got 110 guaranteed when he got his uh, contract last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, so I I mean if, if if that's the issue, I and, and that that's a, I mean, because we could say uh, only thing that Jerry Goff has over Dak Prescott is a Super Bowl appearance. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm confident that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Jerry Goff. Um, mm-hmm. He's the better. He's had the better career of you know when you compare him and Carson Wentz. Yep. Um, Dak Prescott has earned his money. <laughs> maybe more than anybody has um, outside of maybe a Russell Wilson um, as of recent, you know, of recent right. quarterbacks that got their contracts. Right. Um, right. Um, so I don't know if this is a thing where he's just like, you know, let me see if I can get more mm. or if he just, or if he's really just unhappy with the contract. But like I said, I did hear somebody telling me a Cowboys fan, that he's uh, he's not he don't want to be locked down for six years and that contract offer was six years. I don't know that to be fact though. Right, right. So it has me thinking though. Back in the previous off season when they tried to offer him an extension, and he wanted four. Right, and I'm I'm wondering if the extension was sort of kind of the same length, kind of knowing that two three years down the road. This new CBA is going to kick in. Uh, the salary cap was going to grow. And like you said, Mahomes at that point is going to be up for a contract. He's going to get his money. And that's going to be about $40 million a year. So Dak Prescott's probably thinking. But but even if even if Mahomes gets $40 million a year, um, is, is that a legitimate comparable for Dak to use? Because Mahomes got the chip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dak don't get the chip yet. Mm-hmm. So And he got um, it in two years. Right. So I'm not sure that if I'm his agent, I'm using Patrick Mahomes as the example. I'm I'm gonna use Carson if anybody, I'm gonna use Carson Wentz as my comparable. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and that's and that's everybody else's argument. You know, mm-hmm. Dak should take the money, should take that contract. It's yep. very comparable to what Carson Wentz got. But when you feel like you've outperformed Carson Wentz, and they they came in the same year, if I'm not mistaken, or um or maybe a year apart, or I'm sure maybe, I, I believe it's like a year apart. Okay, um, he's outperformed Carson Wentz. He should get paid more than Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Mama's they came the they came the same year. Yeah, they should they should they he should get more money than Carson Wentz. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So Dallas is kind of, Dallas is lowballing them. I mean, not by much, but 
right. hey, put that put that guap together. That's their that's their job though. That's the Cowboys' job is to lowball as much as they can lowball. Yeah, until I say I'm not taking that shit. Because here's the thing, um, you're gonna end up franchising them and work. And I right. think they got a few weeks before they got a franchise them, before this don't work and they got a franchise them. Um, then he's gonna get paid more mm-hmm. than thirty three. I don't know exactly what the tag is at, but I'm I'm pretty sure, I'm confident that it's higher than 33. Right. Um, right. Then you're gonna end up paying them more, and then you're gonna have to still have this same problem next year. So it's like you know, just go ahead and get to get get my man right, because um, you're not gonna go looking for another quarterback. It's, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, no, no. That that is the guy. It's yes. me. And, and then look, you got Amari Cooper mm-hmm. um, that you got to take care of. And um, they got – I heard I heard somebody saying they got, like, $80 million in the cap right now. Okay. Um, and, you know, like, that is real good in their money situation right now. So it's right, like, right. man, get, get, get Slim out the way. Get Amari Cooper out the way if you yep. can. Um, you know, you're probably going to end up losing somebody like Aaron Jones. But, like, all right. That's you know, the cost. That's the cost yeah. of uh, paying your quarterback all the money. That's that. But you, gotta, but you got. But but if Dak Prescott is a deserving quarterback based on his production. Yep. No question. I, I agree a hundred percent. I hope they get the deal. I hope he doesn't get the tag. And and if he does yeah. get the tag, I hope they don't Kirk Cousins his ass. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I well, here's the thing. I like I said, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I don't see Dallas letting him go. I don't see Dallas letting him be able to get the free agency. He'll get up and he'll get, um, you know, get more money than Carson Wentz on the free market. Right. He'll get that. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, I want to say uh, what's up to folks in the chat room. We got Big Caprio three. We got Ms. Mocha Bell repping the X-Squad. We got Deacon Dell. We got the homie Vince Wright repping the X-Squad. And um, that's it. So I appreciate everybody coming into the chat tonight uh, to check on your boys. Appreciate it. Um, so I, I got some thoughts about this 17-game schedule that the league is trying to propose for the CBA. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is that they're trying to figure out how to, you know, how the current 16-game schedule is on a rotation, so you play a certain division every three years in your own conference, and then the other conference, you play a particular division every year, so it's on a rotation. Sure. So people are trying to figure out what to do with that 17th game. Well, here's what I think they should do. And I, and, I, and I think it's a good idea. And, and before I get into that, I just want to say that I, I'm going to be clear. I don't give a damn about the 17-game schedule in terms of whether they actually go through with this or not. You know, 17 is fine with me. If they want to keep a 16, it's fine with me also. I, yeah. I, I, I could care less. I don't give but, a damn. But I do have a solution for how they could do this. And I also heard someone say that they could possibly play the 17th game like at neutral sites, which I, I, I kind of don't even no. dig that because 
how many other like neutral sites in this country are there? I mean, I know you could play at like these college, you know, stadiums and maybe. Well, are you going to be playing in other NFL stadiums? Right. That, you know that too. Like you're gonna you're gonna play in other markets that don't have NFL teams. You're probably gonna choose college stadiums in that situation. Or I don't maybe, like that idea. Well, oh, I was talking about maybe I'm talking about like the Pittsburgh Baltimore game in Arlington. That's what I'm talking about. Arlington, Virginia. No, in or Arlington, Arlington Texas, Texas, the uh, Cowboys Stadium. I'm talking you. about that. Got you, got you. Yeah, I'm not talking about colleges. I'm not talking. I'm talking about um, you know Kansas City and and and, and uh, San Francisco and Las Vegas. I'm talking about you know what I'm saying that type of thing, um, where where you know you get a big two big name teams in a big market, and you know what I'm saying well, well even though the team might not be playing. You're going to get to see, you know, an exciting game, at least on paper. You look at the game and say, oh, this is going to be a good game. I'm thinking more of that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that – I mean, I know you just, we just kind of rapping about it. Because um, I didn't even know about uh, – I didn't even know – I didn't even think about that. I, um, I didn't go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you tell me, you know, they were telling about options of how that 17th game is going to play out schedule-wise, I hadn't even thought about that. One because I didn't. You just telling me about it, and two because I don't even care if they add a game or not. I a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, I you know we were kind of you know we were kind of on that same vibe. Like I don't care. Like yeah, yeah. So, if you want to add know. the seventeenth game, go ahead. Sure. If you want to keep it at sixteen, that's fine with me. And but, even because we even talk about that in the playoff format. Like if you want to add another team, so okay, like all right, right, right. So. Here's my solution, right? So kind of similar to baseball, and I don't know if you've paid attention to, like, how baseball schedules um, teams and all that. I'll give you an example. So the Yankees, regardless of whether they play, like, the NL East one year, then the year after that it'll be the NL Central, then the year after that it'll be the NL West, regardless of the rotation of the Yankee schedule, always play the Mets every year because it's a Subway Series. Um, right. Kind of similar to the Orioles and the Nationals. They play each other every year. They want to do the whole, you know, battle of the Beltway kind Beltway. of thing, regardless yeah. of what division they play. Right. I think it could work in football. I think you have teams where, whether it's the same market or whether it's like a regional situation, I think mm. you have that 17th game be sort of like a regional rivalry between teams. And I'll give you some examples. Um, the Jets could play the Giants every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens and the Redskins could play every year. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a regional rivalry. Um, yeah. The Chargers and the Rams, now that they got that stadium out in L.A., they could play every year. I mean, and then you talk about, like, maybe in-state rivals. I mean, the Eagles and the Steelers, as a Pennsylvania rivalry, they could play every year. You got um, the Texans and the Cowboys in Texas. That could be a rivalry game. Well, what happens? Are you okay with them playing each other twice? Say that again? But are you okay with them playing each other twice a year in the regular season? Yes, I'm okay with that. And I know what you're referring to. You're talking about, like, in the example of, um, so let's use our division for example. I think we got the NFC East. Yeah, we um, got the East this year. year. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so we get the Eagles this year. 
Right. So if the Steelers play the Eagles every year, then yeah, the Steelers would play the Eagles twice a year. Right. Um, in the case of the Ravens, um, they play the Redskins um, twice that particular year. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. But I but I think it it could create some rivalries and maybe renew some old ones, you know, in process. Like yeah, I could, like I could see, I could see the Seahawks and the Broncos playing each other every year. Because once upon a time, that was a rivalry when the Seahawks was in the AFC. AFC, yeah. Yeah, you know, I could, I could see. Um, I didn't even talk about the Florida teams. I could see the Bucks and the Dolphins playing every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be lying to you if I was, you know, I was excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm just. This is like, no, no, right. I'm not saying that to get you excited. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm just, yeah, man. You know, I'm just saying um, I think I, I got I think I got the perfect solution for what they're trying to do if they go ahead and you know implement this 17 game schedule. I think this is how you got to go about doing it versus you know trying to play the game at a new site. And and in regards to who would be the home team and who would be the road team, just rotate that every year. I don't even give a damn about like yeah like that's even that's like. So yeah, just just rotate it, just <coughs> rotate it every year. Here's what I understand about the rule with all the stadiums is that every team has to guarantee they play in their home stadium ten times a year. Mm-hmm. So you got the eighteenth, the eight games during the regular season, and then you got the two games in the preseason. That's ten right. games total. Right. If you shorten the preseason, then you could play one home preseason game, and that same team could play nine home regular season games. And you just got to make sure that when you put the schedules together for both preseason and regular season, you just make sure that on a rotational basis that one team, one team, if they get eight home games, home regular games, then the whole year they get the nine regular season home games and just kind of go on a rotation from that point on. Yeah, it's the perfect solution. I think they need to go ahead and if that's what they want to do, that's how they got to do it. Hey man, put your petition up, man. Maybe we can get you some some a, a job in the NFL. Yeah, maybe maybe holler at Hove. problems. Yeah, I need to holler at Hove, man. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, give me give me some work, man. Um, and let me uh give a quick shout out to Marshall Yonder who announced his retirement today. Uh, 13 years in the league, all with the Ravens, eight times in the Pro Bowl, seven times All-Pro. Very important when it comes to the running game. Um, Arguably the second best offensive lineman in the history of the franchise. Um, Shout out to Marshall Yon, man. Uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, side, uh, another side note, uh, the Hall of Fame game this year is going to be Dallas against the Steelers. Yeah. Um, you because know, they just, got a couple of guys going into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Howard, yeah. Palomalo, did Palomalo make it? Palomalo did make it, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then mm-hmm. when, on the Cowboys side, you got Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, shout out to them. And... Um, I don't know if it's the last thing you got in your mind, but it, it's it's been uh, buzzing. Um, is LeBron James catching up in the MVP race? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I can't front though. 
this weekend, he had a monster weekend going up against Milwaukee and going up against the Clippers on Sunday afternoon. Um, I don't know. I think he's creeping up the ladder. Yeah. I don't know if he's taking the lead just yet. And we yeah. got to see how the Greek Greek recovers from that injury from Friday night. If he's out for a number of games, I don't believe he will be. But let's just say that injury is more worse than what it's predicted. I could see LeBron James weeping over the Greek Freak if the Greek Freak misses some extended time. LeBron James is saying he's balling. I, I, I think that's important to say. And I, and, um, I know, I, you know, he's not even the leading scorer on this team. You know, I, I'm everybody saying all that they're saying. But um, anybody that's not watching this dude ball like like nothing's like he ain't 30, how old he is, 35? 35 now? 35 years old and yeah. still putting up triple doubles. And he's, and yeah, he's balling. Yeah. Like, he's balling. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. balling. I think that's important. Work. That's important. Other, um, I, I, I don't, I'm not ready to count him yet. Mm. But I, you know, but he, he, he creeping. He creeping. Yeah, no, he. he and he, it didn't. It don't. It don't help. You see, here's the thing, and you know, I hate that we gotta, cause Greek, Greek freak man, he still hasn't proven to me yet. In that postseason, man, like it's it, and, and in these moments, like you know, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna rag on him right now. He injured, you but, know. But I'll, I'll say this in in response to that, he's definitely gonna have his opportunities coming this Facts. postseason. And if he doesn't get it done again this year, he's gonna have them for many more postseasons. So yeah, the dream's still out, but the opportunity's still there. I don't know, man. I. You know me, man. I, you know, I only got to see it a couple times, and if it don't happen, I, I, I tend to believe like maybe you just ain't got it. And let's well, be clear: Greek Freak is an amazing basketball player. You know what I'm saying? And he's right. going to get the stats. He's going to be that dude because he's that gifted. I'm talking about the moments that put you in that. Right. Yeah. Well, it took LeBron some time to finally get um, to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It did. You know, it, it took did. some time. I, I think the Greek freak is deserving of, you know, some of the time. And I and I get that some superstars, they come in the league. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, Duncan came in the league and off his third, fourth year, you know, he wins a title. And, you know, Dwayne Wade is another guy. He comes in the league his third, fourth year. He comes in and he wins a title. So I, I totally understand how, you know, the bar is set for certain guys based on, you know, what I just said. But in the great scheme of things, it takes time with these guys. And, and, if this, and if this is the Greek Freak's time, this is his time to do it now. Because guess what? Kevin Durant is coming next season. Yeah. And granted, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be 100%. I don't know if, you know, in terms of how he heals and all that stuff that, you know, still is a, a question mark. But the Nets are going to be they, – they're going to be loaded next year. So if Milwaukee needs to do what it's got to do, they, they better do it this year. And I'll say this too. We're going to stop talking about Chris Middleton being like that. I mean, he is that number two by default, but 
My my problem with Chris Middleton is just his lack of athleticism. He passive. That that's my only problem with him. Um as far as him scoring, I, I don't have a problem with him in that regard. I, I just You can lock him up if you want if you decided, hey, I wanna lock him up, he can be locked up. He can be he can be locked up, yeah. And you'll forget he's lower. He, yeah, and, and that's what I refer to when I talk about, you know, how he can move and, you know, try to shake somebody. He's not doing that. Um, would you say, and, I, and we, we kind of talked about um, the Heat sort of being that that one team that could, you know, challenge Milwaukee. Um, who, who would you say the Heat's number two guy is? Would you say it's um, Bam or would you say it's, um, what's the kid's name? Um, the point guard. Who, who you said who? Who who do you think is the number two right now? Do you think Bam? Or do you think it's um Goran Dragic? Um, I guess I gotta say Bam. Okay. okay. I guess I gotta say Bam. Okay, second um, best second best player on the Heat, right? Yeah. Um, I I would, I, don't, I would agree with um, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think um. I think they could I think they'll challenge the um the Bucks because um while I don't believe that Jimmy Butler's a better ball player than uh Greek Freak. Uh-huh. Jimmy Butler got dog that I don't believe that I don't believe Greek Freak has. I agree. Um he does have the dog. Um we still and not trying to really hold this against Butler. I, I got to see the kind of conference at some point. I haven't seen him do it yet, and I yeah. didn't know he was close last year if it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard's shot. Mm. But I, I, I got I got to see that guy in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to that. But, I, but, I, but I've, I've seen Jimmy Butler in games in Chicago, and you know he got that dog. In playoff games, and you know Jimmy Butler got that dog. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. I think uh, I, I I was just telling um when when I had the mayor on last week I was just telling them that I think there's two other teams other than Milwaukee in the East that I think has that guy has that wing player that you know that's gonna say get the ball get out of the way I'm gonna take this I think it's the Heat with Butler and I think it's the Six with Tatum ascending right now because Jason mm-hmm. Tatum and we haven't talked about him much but Jason Tatum has been balling this year up yeah. to this point and I think Jason Tatum has that mentality like yo if I'm gonna take the shot then I'm gonna go take the shot yeah so and I I mean I I, I we know the Sixers don't have that guy um, we know right now the Pacers, you know, with a hobbled Oladipo, they don't have that guy. So it's Hell, really, let, I'm sorry, finish your point. My fault. My fault. No, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, it's it's really it's really the Heat in the Celtics, other than the Bucks, that has that you know that guy that can you know take over a game and you know take you. And home. speaking of a guy that's that could take over a game. Bradley Bill might sneak the Wizards in the playoff, man. Yeah, it, it, it's possible. He How might sneak. I mean, they're not going nowhere. I, I want to be very clear. They're not going nowhere to make it. Right. But I, I'll take I'll take Bradley Bill sneaking my team in the playoffs 
um, averaging 36 points at, since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. What, um... They nine right three now. games back? Three, four games back? About four or five games back okay. uh, of the Magic. Okay. Of Magic, okay. Yeah. Okay. And the Magic aren't really, like... The Magic right now is just benefiting off the fact they're in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's really what that's about. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with that statement. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, definitely, it's definitely possible with the way that um, things are kind of shaking out. And like I said, um, they're still a trash team. They won't, you know, yeah. I ain't talking about Brady Bill, you know, get, get, getting out of the first round enough. And I'm just... Right. Just putting it out there that Bradley Bill <laughs> might sneak us into the eighth spot. Man, man, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all might get swept by the Bucks. Oh, round. it's no question. Ain't no might about it. We would, we, we would be swept. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh, I'm man. just saying. But I take, I take that because this team is not a good team. Yeah, I, I, I don't and I, I don't talk. want Bradley Bill to leave, man. I want him to have every record. Um, you know. Get that man a playoff team, man. Yeah, but and it just popped up on my phone. Uh, we you know we played Knicks tonight. Yeah, he just dropped another forty. One two to one fifteen. I know, I know. He just dropped another forty, man. I know, I know. And I made the mistake of not starting him in my FanDuel lineup. Yeah, that boy dropped another forty, man. And he better get All Pro this year. First team. Oh, first team All Pro, right? Yeah, he better get All Pro this year. Um, well, he plays two guard, right? Yeah. Okay. Any, any, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Is, it all, is it all pro by conference or? I think so. You think it's by conference? I believe so. Don't quote okay. me. Okay. But he, I mean, but for, even if it's not by conference. He beating out James Harden? No, but he should. He should be, so he should beat out James Harden. I, he's a he's played better ball this year than James Harden. Uh, okay. No, okay, okay. Obviously, I'm weak, but <laughs> all right, I know, I know. Man. Your heart's talking. Man. Yeah, I, my heart I is talking. Man. I, I understand, man. I understand, bro. Uh, shout out to uh, the number one chief rocker jersey firm, man. Uh, appreciate you in the chat room. Um, shout out to everyone that's uh, listened out. Um, if you want to catch this on replay, just go to the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Also, follow us on Facebook page, also on Instagram, at barbershopsportstalkpodcast. You can follow on Twitter, at barbershopspor2. Also, follow us on the YouTube page that we got going right now. Make sure, if you are a YouTube user, to subscribe to the channel. And if you got any questions or comments, just hit us up. At barbershop sports talk one at gmail.com. Um, Maestro, you got anything to say? Because I don't at this point. Nope. Go go get go get some drugs, man. Yeah, man. I need to get yeah. Shout out to you playing sick, man. Playing hurt, man. I could I couldn't next week, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Hey, man, All right, stay here. Stay up in this corona out here, man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Alright, so, uh, y'all, y'all have a good week. We'll be back next week with some tournament talk. Peace out, folks.
In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 